Welcome to Let's Talk About. I'm your host, Jackie, and this is my co-host, Crystal. Welcome or welcome back to Let's Talk About It. I am your host, Jackie Teal, and my co-host, Crystal Rawls, is absent on this week. Uh, Hopefully, we will be back to our normal schedule this coming up week. Um, She's trying to get some things worked out with her job and her schedule, so I am here with you guys on today. So today we are going to dive into another topic. So today's podcast topic is God's trying to tell you something. And I cannot say that topic without my mind going back to color purple. God is trying to tell you something. God is trying to tell you something. Maybe God is trying to tell you something right now. I I just can't say it without thinking about that song. But anyway, our podcast topic is God's trying to tell you something. So let's get into it. In John 14 and 26, the Holy Spirit came to teach and guide believers. When God is trying to tell us something, the Holy Spirit's voice can emerge in various ways including our conscience, as he did for Paul in Romans 9 and 1. So, how do you know when God puts something on your heart? The more time you spend with God, the quicker you will recognize his voice and hear from him regarding your heart's desires. Spend time in prayer. Ask him to reveal his will to you and have ears to hear. Now, last night I was on a family Bible study with some of my family members and friends. And the topic of the Bible study was prayer. How do you pray? When do you know, when do you know it is time to pray? So, This is kind of like a continuation of that as far as as the topic goes. But you just have to open up your ears and your heart and be able to listen to God when he is trying to put something on your heart. Next question. How do you know a decision is from God? The first step to knowing that our decisions are led by God is to seek him as we make those decisions. He wants you to seek him first. He's number one. God is a jealous God. We talked about this several times last night. Put him first, go to God first. He wants an intimate relationship with you and he longs for you to seek his will and his way for your life. He promises that if we knock, he will answer. So you may be thinking, how do I know if that decision is from God? If you go to him first, if he is the very first thing on your mind when you are struggling, then you're going to know. You are going to know, and we're going to get more into that as we go on. How do you know God wants you to move? This is basically what my topic was last week. The clearest indication that it is time to step forward in a new chapter is confirmations and peace that come from the Lord. 1 Corinthians 14 and 33 reveals uh, us that God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. Ask God to make it strikingly clear that moving forward into this chapter is of his will. Hence, the topic that we had last week. How do you know when it's time for you to move? God will make you uncomfortable when he gets ready for you to move. God does not dwell in mess. 
He does not want your temple to be messy. He does not dwell in confusion. If there is confusion involved in it, I guarantee you God is not involved in it. Is God drawing your attention to someone? Now, we are going to move a little bit into relationships because I know a lot of us who are uh, not married or single, and you may be wondering if God is trying to reveal a person to you because God does have somebody for everybody. I do believe, I, I, I am a firm believer. Let me quit talking so fast. I am a firm believer that there is somebody for everybody. You are not everybody's cup of tea, but there is somebody for everybody. God wants everybody to be happy. He wants you to find someone. Let me back up. God will find you. He will lead you to someone that is for you. If a relationship seems undeniably from God because of all the confirmation you see, this usually does mean God really is drawing your attention to this person. If it's still a mystery, you can't be certain that it's God. One way or the other, when God is revealing the right person to you, he will make this clear to you. As many have, I'm sorry, as many have said when asked, how did you know I'm sorry, let me get back to that. I had a phone call was coming in. Okay, so basically I was saying, if it's still a mystery, you can't be certain that it's from God. One way or the other, when God is revealing the right person to you, he will make this clear to you. As many have said when asked, how did you know that you should marry that person? Their answer has often been, you will just know. It sounds silly until you've experienced it yourself. When God reveals the right one to you, there will be a lot of biblical evidence and you will agree with the idea you will just know. Okay, so I can't relate to this, so let me elaborate a little bit before we move on. So, when me and my husband first started dating or when he first showed interest in me, I was not thinking, oh, he's nice. This might be my husband. No, I wasn't thinking that. I took the time out to get to know him, vice versa. I wanted to see what type of person he was, how he treated a female. Um, I like the chivalry, you know, does he open up the door? Um, does he use kind words? I mean, simple things like thank you or you look nice, you know, that type of thing. That's how it starts out as a friendship. But because I had already been married before, I it wasn't my first rodeo. I wasn't new to this. I always knew that I was a good wife. I always knew that I was destined to be married. I didn't like the single life, even though I was only single mm, maybe six or seven months before I met my husband. But still, I knew that I was not destined to be single. I am a nurturer by nature. Um, it's just in me. I love to care for people. I love to do things for people. Um, it's just hospitable. I enjoy doing it. I want to make other people happy. So me being single and just not having anybody to take care of was not something that I was interested in for long. So when we did start dating and got to know each other, I knew that, yes, this is probably the man that I needed to marry. So we started to talk about marriage and we started to expand on it. And eventually, not trying to scare him off, but eventually I told him, I'm not dating for fun. I'm dating with a purpose. And that has become a slogan of mine when I talk to other women who are single and may or may not be looking for a husband. Don't date for fun. Know what you want when you're going into it. If you know you just want a friend, if you know you just want someone to talk to and uh, keep you company, then speak that. Make it known that that's what you want, you know. But if you know that you want something else, 
from this person, potentially, you know, your partner in life, your spouse, then speak that, you know, uh, bring it up, talk about it, you know, make it, make it come to pass. In other words, uh, talk to God and let him know that this is what you want. And he will reveal whether this is your person or not, because not everybody is going to be your person. You're not everybody's cup of tea. That's not the way God intended for it to be. So make it known and God will handle the rest. So when God wants your attention, these are some signs from, I'm sorry, when God wants your attention, these are some signs that you may see from God. There are times when give me a hint might be connected to some pretty difficult circumstances. Most of us has have offered one of those prayers that goes something like this. Lord, give me a clue, please. Give me direction here. God is trying to tell you something. So you have to be attentive, open up your heart, open up your mind, and be receptive to, to what it is that God is trying to tell you. So God speaks to us in many different ways. So the first way is through scripture. All scripture is God breathed and is usual, I'm sorry, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Number two, God speaks through gifted teachers. Who are, I'm sorry, let me say that again. God speaks through gifted teachers whose source is the Bible. We have different gifts according to the, to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If your gift is teaching, then teach. If your gift is to encourage, then give encouragement. If your gift is giving, then give generously. If your gift is to lead, then do it diligently. If your gift is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. God speaks to us through difficulties. Yes, he does. A lot of times when we are in the pits, when we are going through dark times, that is when God will speak to us. I read a lot and I have read several times when someone is in jail or prison, and this does not literally have to be in physical jail or prison because you can be going through some dark times in your life till you feel like you are in prison. Your mind is in prison. So when you are going through those difficult times, guess what? That's when God is going to speak to you the most, when he has your attention, when you don't have nothing else to do but to talk to God, when you don't have any other choice but to lean and depend on him. That's when he is going to talk to you. He can't talk to you when you got all these other people around you, when you got all these other influences and all these outside things going on. He's going to wait until he can get you by yourself. You may be in your lowest point, but oh well. If that's what it takes for him to be able to reach you, that's what he going to do. So when you're going through some of these difficult times, be ready. Be ready to listen, ready and willing, because that's when he going to talk to you. God speaks through the Holy Spirit. This is so true. This is so true. God speaks through his creation without a shadow of a doubt. God speaks through whatever or whomever he chooses, but never in disagreement with the Bible. Just like we talked about last night, any and every problem that you have, any and everything that you are going through, there is an answer for it in the Bible. The Bible is your sword and your shield. It's so many good stories in the Bible. And yes, King James Version may be a little hard for some of us to understand because I've been walking with the Lord for a long time. I've been saved since I was a teenager. But the King James Version is still confusing to me. 
So I know if it's confusing to me, it's confusing to some of us who are still babies in Christ. So grab you a new King James version or whatever it is that you need to help translate those stories in the Bible, because those stories in the Bible are some good everyday living life lessons. It will help you get through a whole lot of the stuff that you are going through and help you help, help you be able to help somebody else that's going through some of this stuff. They may be going through the same thing that you're going through. And again, something else that I took from Bible study last night. And it's something that I like to share with people all the time because I've been there. If you have not been through anything in your life, and I don't know of anybody who hasn't been anything through, I don't know of anyone who has not been through anything in their lives unless they are a child. And some children have been through. So if you have not been through anything in your life, how are you going to be able to help somebody else when they are in a pit? How are you going to be able to help somebody else when they are going through hell? You can't. God is going to take us through things so that when we come up out of it, and we will come up out of it because he is Lord. But when we come up out of it, we are going to be able to use what God took us through to help somebody else. Our testimonies are not for ourselves. They are for every, they are for others. Our trials come to make us strong. So again, embrace what it is that you, that you've been through. Now, you might not want to embrace it when you're going through it because it, it hurts. It's painful. Sometimes it's even embarrassing. So you can't see. You can't see when you're going through it. But when you come up out of it, embrace it. Don't be embarrassed of it. Because guess what? God brought you out of it. You have, you've conquered it. So use that to help somebody else. And not only that, remember what he done did for you and brought you up out of it so you won't have to go through it again. Because some of us have been through it more than one time, more than two times. So just remember that. So those are the ways that the Bible speaks of, those are the ways that the Bible can speak, you know, to let us know that God speaks to us. Okay. So another question is, can anything keep us from hearing God? Yes, most definitely. A lot of things can keep us from hearing God. So let's see what they say. Wrong attitudes. Hmm. Resentment or unconfessed sins can create distance in our relationship with God. When this happens, confession and repentance will bring back will bring us back into a close relationship where we can hear from God again. Okay. We all can admit to having a, a wrong attitude or a bad attitude about something at one point in time. Not something to be proud of. But you can't help nobody with a bad attitude. You cannot help nobody with a bad attitude. Now, we, when we watch a lot of TV shows and we see people going to confessional, you know, mostly in the Catholic realm, and they're confessing their sins, you know, to the priest or whatever, we are confessing our sins when we go to God in prayer. We are confessing our sins when we ask God to forgive us. But the one thing that bothers me and God is still working on me. But the one thing that bothers me is when you go to God and you ask for forgiveness for something, because you know that he's a forgiving God and he's going to forgive you. Don't turn right back around 15 minutes later and do the same thing that you just asked him to forgive you for. You playing with God. It's like a slap in the face. And God knows it. Yeah, he's going to forgive you, but he knows it. He's... He, he's remembering all of that. The chips are stacking. So just remember that. If you're going to ask God to forgive you for something, don't turn right back around 5, 10, 15 minutes later 
and do that same thing that you just asked God to forgive you for. Not good. Like the young folks say, that ain't cool. So if we are walking around with resentment in our heart and unconfessed sins, basically what you are doing is you are keeping distance between yourself and God. God wants an intimate relationship with us. He wants us to be able to come to him when we can't go to nobody else. You ain't even got to get on your knees and pray. You can lay prostrate on the floor, in your bed, whatever the case may be, TMI, but you can be in your bathroom as long as you are talking to God. As long as you are having a conversation with God, that's still considered prayer. That's all he wants from us. You ain't got to tell it. You ain't got to confess your sins to the church. You ain't got to confess your sins to the priest. Confess your sins to God because he already knows it before you even open up your mouth. Just like I said in the Bible study, God knows what is about to come out of your mouth before it comes out of your mouth. God knows the thoughts that are on your mind before you even form it into words. So you may as well go ahead and talk to him because he know it anyway. He just waiting on you. Plug, that's the name of my song that's going to be on my single, God is Waiting. He is waiting on you. So you may as well go ahead and do it. He is not, he is non-judgmental. This is a, a judge-free zone when it becomes, when it is between you and God. You don't have to worry about it getting back to you. You don't have to worry about it getting to the next door neighbor. You don't have to worry about it popping up on Facebook because that's between you and God. You ain't told nobody else but God. Oh, thank God for that. Okay. God does not want us to guess what he is trying to say. He looks for ways to get the message to us. So here are some of the ways that God will get his message to us. Through a dream, a dream with information. God gives us dreams when he is trying to say something to us. This is so true. We dream all the time. Sometimes our dreams are stupid. Sometimes our dreams are so realistic and scary that we don't even want to open up our mouth and tell anybody about it because you're so afraid that it may come true. And if it's a bad dream, you don't want it to come true. But all of our dreams have meanings. And God uses dreams to get our attention. I had a dream once. I can't remember how long ago it's been, probably at least four or five years. And my dad is gone now. He passed away back in 2015, I believe. And um, he was in the dream. And I do. I often dream about my dad a lot. But he was in the dream. My dog was in the dream, who is also passed away now. But at the time that I dreamed about it, the dog was still alive. My dog was on the outside of the house. She was a house dog, but I guess she went out to potty or something. I don't even know. But the dog was on the outside of the house and she was barking. And I went to the door to see why she was barking or to let her back in. And my dad was at the door. And my dad was talking to my dog. Telling my dog to stop barking because everything was going to be okay. So I open up the door and when I see my dad, of course, you know, I'm in awe and I'm like, daddy, what you doing here? And he wasn't talking to me. He never even gave me eye contact. He just kept looking at the dog and talking to the dog and telling the dog, quit barking. Everything is going to be all right. And to this day, I still don't know what the dream meant, but I'm pretty sure it had a meaning to it. But that's just one that is on the forefront of my mind and I can never, I can never forget it. Number two, through a repetitive message, 
God will get your attention by repeating the same message wherever you look. You will see it in a video, on a blog, on a billboard, on a bumper sticker, on Facebook message. I mean, you know, as a message on Facebook or social media, on a t-shirt, etc. When you obey the message, you will find God. You will find that God will give you the details. This is kind of like deja vu to me. And deja vu is simply um, when something happens again and when you see it, you're like, I done seen this somewhere before. I just can't put my finger on it. Why does this keep showing up? Why does this keep happening? That's a repetitive message. It's not happening just to be happening over and over and over again. It's happening because God is trying to get your attention. He's trying to tell you something. He's trying to get you to realize something. He's giving you a hint. God is trying to tell you something. Number three, something that keeps coming to your mind. You will notice that some things never seem to leave your mind. So true. If something just keeps nagging at you and keeps bugging you, then it's probably a reason for it. If God won't allow you to clear your mind and clear your thoughts, if he won't allow your mind to slow down, if he won't allow it to turn off when you're trying to rest, it's probably a reason for that. And I'm one of those type of people where I write everything down. And for example, when I get to work, I make myself a to-do list. And on one side, I write down everything that I need to do at work. And on the other side of the page, I write everything that I need to do when I get off work. Because we as women, we already know us working women. Yes, I work nine to five. But when I get off at five o'clock and I go home, my job is not over with. There's still things to do, whether it's clean your house, cook dinner. I have projects going on. Husband needs something done. Child needs something done. You may have choir rehearsal. You may have Bible study. There's always something going on, and it's always something that needs to be done. So I more I go down that list, especially when I'm at work, and I mark off everything that I have done until I get to the bottom of the list. And if 5 o'clock comes before I get through my list, I go ahead and get another piece of paper, and I start me a new list for the next day. And whatever I didn't finish the day before goes back at the top of the list for the next day. I'm a list girl. That's just the way I do it. And then when I get home, of course, I'm going to finish everything that I need to do at home before I go to bed. Because I know that I'm not going to be able to rest when I get into bed if I did not complete it. Unless it's just impossible and it just carries over into the next day. But sometimes when I'm laying down trying to rest and it's something that just keeps tugging at me and I can't get my mind off of it, I'm not going to be able to rest. I'm probably going to get up and continue doing what I'm doing or something going something gonna to have to happen. Me and God are going to have to have a conversation and be like, God, what is it? What is it that you're trying to tell me? Show me, please. Show me what is it that you want me to do? Why am I not able to rest? And eventually he will reveal it to you in ways that you may, that you may can't imagine or you may not can imagine. Number five, you read something from the Bible and it convicts you. As we read our Bibles, God gives us a rhema word that is very timely and gives us directions. Rhema word, however you want to pronounce it. Whew, that's a good one. And sometimes it don't even have to be from the Bible. Sometimes it could just be a quote that you read. You know, people post a lot of different quotes on Facebook. I know I do pretty much every day. And if that convicts you, or if it uh, gives you unction, or if it makes you say, ouch, that's a rhema word. And it it's, al it's also very timely because... God is always on time. He may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. And he's going to give you the direction that you need. Or he's going to send somebody to show you the direction that you need to go. 
The next one, when you fail at something, and you will fail. We fail when we do things that God has not called us to do. Ouch. When we fail at something, ask God for new insight and direction. Mm. Nobody wants to fail at anything. Nobody wants to be told no. We just don't. It's in our human nature. But guess what? We are human and we are going to fail. We are going to be told no. That's what makes us stronger. It's not going to always be a yes. We're not going to always succeed at anything. I mean, at everything. But the most important thing is when you fail, don't stay there. Don't have yourself a pity party. Get back up. Try again. When you don't succeed, try, try, and try again. Because that's the kind of God that we serve. He may not give it to us on the first round, on the first go around. But if you keep trying and you keep pushing, eventually, in his will, that's the key word, in his will, he'll give it to you. But in his will, we have to be careful what we ask for. When you ask God for stuff, I always say, if it's your will, Lord, let your will be done. Because sometimes it's not in God's will. Hence, that's what the message just said. Sometimes we fail when we do things that God has not called us to do. God does not call us to do everything. So if it's something that you're doing or something that you have set out to do and it's not of God or that's not something that he wants you to do at that time and moment, then you probably will fail because if God ain't in it, it ain't happening. And, another, and that's another life lesson that you can use to help somebody else with. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. The next one, people reject you. That's hurtful. Very hurtful. This can hurt a lot and you can be left feeling that you will miss out on fulfilling your God-given assignment. It may be a sign that God is trying to tell you to move on because those people are not part of your destiny. Instead of getting hurt and upset, you can go to where, I'm sorry, you can go to where God wants you to be. Okay. I said, you are not everybody's cup of tea. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea and I don't claim to be. I am different in a lot of ways and I thank God for it. I'm that wildflower. Yeah, I can go out and um, be amongst a crowd, you know, celebrate somebody's birthday and I'll be just fine not taking a drink. I'll be just fine not cutting the rug and I don't think there's anything wrong with dancing because... I love to see people dance. It's just not something that I like to do. But that does not mean that I can't go out and be amongst people and help them celebrate. I realize that I'm different in that way. And I'm okay with that. And I understand that sometimes people may reject me because of that. Sometimes people may reject me because they think I'm too good to get up and dance. Because they think I'm too good to take a drink. But that's not the case. That's just who I am. That's who I've always been. That's who God made me, and I thank God for it. I'm not ashamed of it. I love it. I love the way that I am, period. Not to say that when someone rejects me, it doesn't hurt because it does. Now, I'm not that person that's going to sit in the corner and cry because you don't like me. I'm not that person that's going to go to somebody and, oh, oh, it's me because they blocked me on Facebook. No, I'm not going to do that. It's a lesson learned. 
Not everybody is for you. Not everybody is going to be happy for you. It's just a fact of life. We're human. I know that jealousy stems from friendship and from family members on every hand. But it's nothing that I can do about it because whenever God get re gets ready to bless you, you can't reject his blessing. I mean, it is what it is. So just know that everybody's not going to be for you. But whomever God has for you, whether it's a partner or a friendship, it's going to be for you. God does not, he's not going to put surround you with people who are going to continuously reject you unless he's trying to tell you something. And then guess what? You got to listen and be like, okay, okay, God, you trying to tell me that I don't need to be in that friendship no more. Okay. I'm finally ready to listen. Another thing that I said in Bible study last night, don't always be that friend who is giving, giving, giving. And you ain't getting nothing in return. Surround yourself with people. Put your time and attention into people that are going to pour into you. You probably already seeing signs, but because you've been knowing this person since you was five years old, you don't want to give up on it. But God been trying to tell you forever that this is a friendship or this is a relationship that is not serving you anymore. And that is okay because you're not for everybody and everybody not for you. If you lose a friend and God wants you to have a friend, he going to replace let me not use the word replace. He going to bring you or he's going to put somebody else in your life because I don't really think friends can be replaced because the friendship that you had from five years old to now may be a friendship that is outgrown. God trying to move you to another place. So you've outgrown that friendship. It's nothing wrong with that. That, that was a season. Yeah, that season might have took 30 years, 30 years, but that was a season. So if you outgrow something or God removes you from it, it's okay. Use it as a life lesson. You probably had some good and some bad memories, but God ready for you to move on from that because he's trying to grow you. And sometimes those people that you were with for 30 years, you don't outgrew that. You've outgrown that friendship. It's time for you to move on. There's nothing wrong with that. Embrace it and move on and get ready for bigger and better because it's coming. But if you choose that, if you choose not to listen to God and you want to be selfish and continue to remain in that relationship or that friendship that's not serving you anymore, then guess what? He going to allow you to stay there. He going to allow you to stay there. He's not going to force your hand. God don't beg. He wants us to be willing vessels. But he ain't going to beg. Okay, the next one. Things seem as though they are a coincidence. Some things are actually not coincidences, but God is trying to talk to us. Some things we call coincidences are not. It is God trying to communicate with us. He uses all kinds of ways to get us to understand what he wants us to do. A lot of people say, oh, it's just a coincidence that this happened. You know, that's what they chalk it up to because they don't want to think about anything else. They don't want to think about the truth, in other words. I listen to a lot of true crime, and I hear a lot of the podcast uh, hosts say, I don't think this was a coincidence that this happened. I believe that there, there was really something behind this. Don't just chalk it up to coincidences, you know. Coincidences is like you going out the easy way, you know. You don't want to put anything else into it because you don't want to uh you don't want to face the truth. You don't want to dig deeper. You don't want to look for the facts. Oh, it was a coincidence. We're going to let this one slide. God don't let nothing slide. He looking for ways to communicate with us. 
He's looking for ways to get our attention. So why would he just let something slide? You got to look at the bigger picture. The next one. You hear your friends talk about the same thing. God can use anyone close to us to confirm his messages. He can use anyone that ain't close to us to confirm his message. Your friends may not know what God has been saying to you. And this is what gets your attention. God can use anyone to confirm a message from him. So when you hear people talking about something you sense is from God, pay attention. God can use a homeless person to get your attention. <laughs> so my husband came and took me to lunch yesterday. And uh, I work almost 30 minutes from where we live. So he had to drive over here to take me, take me to lunch. So yeah, I felt kind of special. But anyway, we went to a, um, a local place here and ate lunch. And when we parked the car, I thought I was seeing things because where we parked it was like right in front of a church. The church is right across from the restaurant because the park, the parking lot, the restaurant was pretty full. So we parked across the street, which was in front of a church. And I thought my eyes was playing tricks on me because from a distance, it looked like some trash bags that was like in front of the church. And you know, ever since nine 11, and that's been like what 22 years ago. Cause I gave birth to my middle child in 2001 and she's 22. So that's how I keep up with it. Cause this happened. 9-11 happened in 2001 and that's when she was born. So yeah, that's how I keep up with how long it's been since 9-11 happened. So ever since 9-11 happened, I'm real, um, aware of my surroundings. Like if I see, uh, two trash bags sitting somewhere where it's a place where they probably shouldn't be sitting, I'm looking like, I wonder if somebody put something in them bags that they ain't got no business, you know? Should we be parking next to these bags because the trash can wasn't nowhere near where I thought these bags was at, so why is there just two trash bags like right here? They were out of place. But as I got closer, I realized that it wasn't two trash bags at all. It was one trash bag and it was a person that had, that was covered up with a trash bag. They were using the trash bag as a blanket to cover up because it was, it was a little chilly for Texas. It was about, you know, 56 degrees, something like that. And, um, they were using this trash bag as a blanket. And I said to myself, this is a homeless person. And that trash bag that's laying next to her is probably all the belongings that she has. And then she's using another trash bag to you to cover up with as a blanket. And me and my husband, we were already talking about, um, you know, just being grateful and how he felt like we should be, you know, in another place financially than where we're at, which I think we're doing awesome. But, you know, some people, their mind just never stops. You know, they're always worried about something. And that's my husband. But anyway, to me, this was confirmation that I saw this person laying in front of a church on the ground, on the cement, with a trash bag as a blanket. I looked at my husband and I said, do you see that? And he said, yeah, I see it. That's a person, you know, laying on the ground with a trash bag. They probably don't have nowhere to go. I said, exactly. I said, we need to give thanks to God for everything that we have. Even if you think that we're not where we need to be, we need to give thanks for everything that we have because there is always somebody off that is worse off. There is always somebody that is worse off than you. We are blessed. We riding, not walking. We got a roof over our head. All of our bills are paid. We got food in our house. And we don't want for anything. And then we have each other. 
which to me is the most important thing. Our children are healthy. We're healthy. What else could you ask for? What more could you ask for? So to me, that was confirmation of everything that we had been talking about that morning and all of his worrying. Look at God. He put it right in front of us to see. And all I could do was say, thank you, Jesus. And please bless this person that they may be able to find somewhere to lay their heads other than outside on this concrete. Because God is the only person that can do it. Wow. That was a revelation. That was confirmation. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, the last one. When your heart strongly desires something, next time you have a strong desire for something and it never leaves your heart, it may be a sign from God that he is trying to tell us something. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. decided I wanted to do a podcast I didn't know what the title I didn't know what I wanted the title of the podcast to be but I knew I wanted to do a podcast and I knew what I wanted it to be about I knew I wanted this podcast to be about domestic violence because it's something that we don't talk about enough it's something that some of us won't admit that we are going through I was her. When you get to the place in your life where you don't care what people think or say about something that you have been through, then you know it's from God. God grew me up real quick. I still hurt. I still cry. But I know that it was a blessing from God. I now know that it was a blessing from God. Deciding to do this podcast was something that I desired to do for a long time. It was something that I couldn't get off my heart. It was something that I couldn't get off my mind. And I could have did a podcast about a whole lot of stuff. I told you I love true crime. I could have did a podcast about true crime. But that ain't what God wanted me to do. Domestic violence awareness is something that we all can help with. I guarantee you there is somebody in your life that has dealt with domestic violence. Whether they got out or not, I guarantee you, you know at least one person that has dealt with it. And it may have been you. You may not be ready to share your story, but just know that if and when that time comes, you're going to be able to help a lot of people. It's a sensitive subject, but it's a subject that needs to be talked about. We have way too many people, and mostly women, that have lost their lives behind somebody that felt like, if I can't have you, nobody can't have you. And that's the mindset that a lot of perpetrators have. If you don't want to be with me, you ain't going to be with nobody. I think. Guys, for joining me on this week. I thank you for your time and attention that you have given to this subject. God's trying to tell you something. Please share it with somebody 
In closing, God will always ensure that you never miss his signs, and that is why he will confirm them to you. Be blessed. And remember that God is in control, you guys. And as I leave you on today, I will leave you with a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we come to you right now in the humblest way that we know how, Lord. First, Lord, we want to thank you for waking us up this morning and allowing us to see yet another beautiful day that only you can make. Lord, we thank you for letting us rest last night, giving us peace of mind while we lay there with nothing to worry about because once we give it to you, Lord, we know that it's going to be done, Lord, but in your will, only in your will, Lord. We want to thank you for this great country that we live in, Lord. I can't thank you enough, Lord. I'm proud to be an American, and I know that may sound cliche, but until you have lived in another country and you see how that other country lives, you will know, you will realize, you will understand the meaning of I'm proud to be an American. Thank you, Lord, for our leaders, Lord. Thank you for each and every soldier that has served our country, Lord. I thank you. I thank their families. Lord, I ask that you continue to be with the bereaved families, Lord. I ask you to continue to be with those who are in the hospital, Lord. If if it is in your will, Lord, please heal these people. I ask, Lord, that you please be with those who are incarcerated and behind bars, especially during this holiday season, Lord. Bless their families, Lord, because you are in control, Lord, and everything will be done in your name and in your will, Lord. I ask that you continue to bless this podcast, that it continues to flourish, Lord. I ask that you bless my co-host and her family, Lord. Continue to be with them. Stand by them and guide them, Lord. I ask you to bless my family, my children. I thank you, Lord, for everything and for all things. Without you, we can do nothing, Lord. With you, we can do all things. Because you will never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, Lord. Continue to bless each and every person under the sound of my voice, whether it be mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, Lord. We all need you. We need you in a mighty way, Lord, and we cannot make it without you, nor do we want to make it without you, Lord. It is in your name that we pray. All these blessings and many more. In Jesus.